You're listening to episode three of The Picard, which is a show about Star Trek Picard. I'm Dan Benjamin. Joining me today here in the Austin headquarters. HQ. Is Hattie Cook. Hello. And Keith Ruckus. That's me. And, uh, and here we, we are. We just yeah. we were talking before the show. So, and I just want to add this. I want to add this because for me, this is a big thing. I've recorded thousands and thousands of podcasts over the, over the last 14 years that right. I've been doing this. I've been doing this full time since the end of 2008, full time. Wow. And it is so rare for me with the exception of, of Hattie, who's here also in the, in the headquarters. I am. Uh, and we do a show sometimes, but it's so rare to ha- to be joined by real people and not be doing it all over Skype. It makes it so fun. It's so much more fun. And I love, I love it. And so for the listeners, I just want to say, we're all here in the same room. We're we physically together in we just did it in the room. <laughs> and that's great because so much of the time when you hear a show, people say, oh, it sounds like guys are in the same room. We are. Yeah. I like being part of a thruple. I like yeah, it. Here we are. So uh, also we wanted to thank everybody who has been leaving reviews. Last episode, yes. we said it would be great if you could rate the show on iTunes and leave reviews. Our goal. And I think Keith, didn't you say this? We have We're achieved our goal is that we have more. Re- there's. Eight or nine hundred Star Trek Picard podcasts now, and our there goal is, many. is yes, to lots. rise above and yes. be the best. And your reviews and ratings do it. So if you have like five seconds, go to uh, go to the Apple Podcast app, uh, go to iTunes, whatever we're and supposed you don't have to, to write call a paragraph. It. You can be like, they're great. I mean, literally. And anything. you know what? If you can't find it in your own heart right. to leave a review, yeah, give us the max stars, of course. Yeah. But we want the review. So Keith, you said you had been reading the reviews. And you said you have a couple that you want to read. I have read. a couple I want to read. Okay, so, what have you got? Well, uh, Are we so, calling people out by oh, name? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. It's Absolutely. Public. It's oh, yeah, public. that's true. That's true. It's public, yeah. so we can. <laughs> this is your fault. <laughs> I want to say, we have gotten more reviews than any other part, uh, Star Trek Picard podcast that's what we I looked yes. at. And way more reviews in this last couple days than I've gotten on my podcast in the last year and a half. <laughs> so the first review is from Worthy Adventures. Ooh. Five stars titled, They Love Star Trek. Thumbs up. <laughs> we and sure just do. says, audio quality is champ. Ah. Info is awesome. Yes. Fun personalities. Yes. Subscribe. Yay. Nice. So in that, th- what they're doing is they're saying, uh, good audio quality. That's me. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're the second one. Info is awesome. Info is awesome. And she's the personality. You're the fun personality. No, I think we all have fun uh, personality. You're the subscribe. Yeah, right. I'm the subscribe. <laughs> uh, this one is from Earl Withers Jr. He said it's titled Wonderful. Exactly what a good podcast should be. Woo. Funny, engaging, and informative. With three hosts coming in at different levels of Trek knowledge, this show is great for super fans and sort of fans. Whether you know every show chapter and verse or you're new to Trek, this show is a must listen. Wow. Oh, wow. That's so kind. Uh, thank you, Earl so Withers. Nice. Here. And then I'll pick one more random one. <clears throat> Best Picard podcast from That D Rich. As a totally unbiased person who lives with one of the hosts, I can, <laughs> I can say that this is the best Star Trek Picard podcast in existence. Would rate higher than five stars if able. Oh, amazing. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. So uh, that's great. And anyone who has taken the time to rate or leave a review, we sure do appreciate it. Do it more. It really is. I've said this a million times in the old shows, but this is so true. It's the best way to help new listeners find out about the show. Yeah. Your reviews, your ratings, because... 
the algorithms that iTunes and Apple uses behind the scenes, it re, the They're more like magic. Yeah, the more reward the rewards, the more reviews <laughs> that come in, the more the show is rewarded for that. Yes. It will it will rise to the top. So the more people so that subscribe, the, the more people that put a review. That's how people find out about it. Okay, so awesome. now I've got we got a couple of emails. A couple oh, emails. Yes, oh, a couple. Yes. Great. A few. Um, oh, wait, do we have any um, corrections? Or is this corrections? Our, what, what's Karen got to say? Yeah, I mean, yeah. No. Karen, I back. Karen's not in back. Karen, come on, Karen. Uh, friends, I have personally been enjoying the show so far, and I've noticed that the online response to the show among Star Trek fan base has been overwhelmingly positive. Hmm. I'm also aware that we seem to be holding it to different standards than we would for a piece of original fiction. No one mm-hmm. seems to be harping on the instances of clunky dialogue, rushed plotting, and unearned character moments, e.g., the interactions between Picard and Dodge. I was a big fan of Star Trek during the runs of The Next Generation and Deep Space Nine and have been watching with a please-don't-screw-this-up mindset that I think a lot of people share. Our generation has already had our Star Wars prequels moment, and some of us never recovered. On the other hand, we also have examples of sequels like Mad Max Fury Road that picked up old intellectual property and used it as a springboard to tell a story that was arguably more compelling and exciting than the originals. It is a big ask for the show creators to tell a captivating and well-crafted story while also providing the fan service we crave and staying true to the characters that we have felt so intimately connected to. How do you think Star Trek Picard will fare in the modern context of deeply beloved intellectual property? Keep up the good work, Peter. Thanks, Peter. Thanks, Thanks Peter. Peter. Uh, I'm going to say I respectfully disagree. Yeah. I think that the, what he's saying about Picard is kind of what I say about Discovery, like about the clunkiness mm. and the not being real Trek. Star Trek Picard feels like Star Trek to me. It does to me. And maybe he's right. Maybe I'm a, a little bit too forgiving because when Patrick Stewart says something, I believe him. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I just and, love anything yeah, he does. Yeah. What he's, he is Jean-Luc Picard right. through right. and through. Right. So when you say he has clunky dialogue, I'm like, well, no, that's just how he's feeling in that moment. There's right. no, there's no Patrick Stewart. There is only right. Picard. Right. right. I agree. I like that. I, I don't, you know, maybe I need to rewatch for the third time the, the episodes. <laughs> I didn't hear clunky dialogue. I didn't feel that. I felt, I, if anything, the thing that's really struck me different from like the next generation or especially the original mm-hmm. series, all of those shows for the most part, although there were running themes in the next generation, for example, right. and there were several episodes that built upon ones or that referred to back episodes or things like that. And the characters did evolve. I, I often felt it, it did often feel like, well, this, this one was written by one group of people or right. one person. And this because one was written some by different. someone completely different. Sure. You didn't have a lot of character discontinuity, but it definitely, whereas this feels like this was, this is a, there is one theme running through this. It's very clear. Right. There mm-hmm. is a, they are moving in a direction. Things are happening that It's are, more like a movie, I would say. I agree. Like yeah. one of the movies where yeah. it's just like, this is what we're doing in this thing, uh-huh. whether it's movie or TV show. You know what I mean? I agree with so. you completely. So yeah. anyway. And, and uh, maybe not rushed so much as it is packed. It yes. is like they don't give you a moment to absorb what just happened at all. They, yeah. they, they have a lot of story to tell in a yes. short amount of time. I don't think that's necessarily rushed. I just think it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And there's, uh, as as we've been told by our listeners, there are only 10 episodes. <laughs> only 10. Not eight. Not ten. eight. Not eight. And 
We you should know, do something special on the eighth episode, just because you know, it's and almost Especially ending. because this is out for, I mean, I know that it's uh, CBS All Access, but right. it's still designed to be network TV. So it's a 42 minute episode. It's not an hour long episode. Right. right. It's, it's and, an hour and, with commercials. Or and it's not fair to make a comparison to something like Game of Thrones or, or you know, House of Cards or any of these Netflix shows, The Witcher, that are out right now that are. When they say it's an hour long show, it's actually an hour. You're right. getting a 60 minute show. You're only getting 40 minutes. So even though there it's are much 10 harder episodes, to tell a story. In yeah. 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think they're doing a good, a good job. Uh, so thanks for your feedback, Peter. And also Peter, uh, shame on you. And how dare you, uh, but keep uh, it coming, but keep it coming. <laughs> now here's an email, um, that came in. It says, uh, Subject, the podcast. Mm. Not the pod. No. It's good and specific. Uh, <laughs> do exactly what you're doing, four exclamation points. Aww. Love the theories and Easter eggs, two exclamation points. Ooh. Kapla! Yay! Hey. Phil. Thanks, so Phil. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Phil. Kapla, and and, and, and <laughs> I, would, I would encourage people to write not just their, their sign-off in Klingon, but the entire email yes. should be in Klingon. I would oh, like, I that. like that. Yeah, I, it's not a requirement yet. Oh, but I feel that it's important to do that. Now you speak uh, fluent Klingon. Of course I do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are you still doing Klingon weddings and stuff for people? Always. Okay. I mean, when they survive them. Yeah. Uh, and let's see this one. Uh, okay, so that's it. Those are the, the new ones I wanted to read today. Okay, so we'll stop there. But if you have emails uh, or thoughts or things you want to share with us. We, we would very much love to hear it. The email address is Picard at 5x5.tv. Mm-hmm. So send us an email. Uh, I'll get it. I'll read it. If it's good, we'll read it on the air. If it's not good, we'll read it on the air. <laughs> so Great. keep them coming. So there you go. All right. You Recap guys. time. Oh, my God. Okay. Ding, ding, ding. I feel like I'm not going to even catch everything in the recap because we only there was such typically go about an hour, hour and a half. I know. <laughs> Just for the recap. But part. yeah. So there is so much going on. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is just the name of the episode, which was genius. It's called The End of the Beginning, Ooh. which is smart because now they've set up their cast of characters. Mm-hmm. And right. that was the point. Mm-hmm. And we end with them on a bridge, mm-hmm. right. ready to go. And he says, engage. Mm-hmm. And then we know that this is really where the now. series is. Right. <laughs> now we're away from her. Exactly. So uh, smart uh, naming on their part. Okay. We're going to start 14 years ago. We're going to see a quick little flashback to the Mars tragedy again, which now I'm getting sad every time I see it because now I'm more emotionally invested in mm-hmm. it. And right after that uh, attack on Mars, we're going to see Admiral Picard coming out of a meeting with the Federation Council or the Admiralty or someone mm-hmm. way higher up than he is. We even forgot our simultaneous sip for the decaf. Oh, Gray. They were all drinking. Oh, my gosh. Okay. We can't. All right. And now we're taking our sip. I'm so sorry. Oh, that's hot. <laughs> <laughs> that's hot. So sorry. We, we won't forget next time. Right. Hattie, we will not. I won't your, forget. I won't forget. Your job to remind us. I know. I didn't have my cups. London fog today, so I, I forgot. Oh, that's right. I know. Okay. <laughs> so the, he, he walks out of this meeting with the Admiralty or Federation Council or someone higher up than him uh, and goes to talk to his first officer, Lieutenant Commander Raffi. Yes. And he is... Obviously, physically down, yeah. he is distraught. Oh, yeah. He's on his face, and she's like, "Did everything we think happens?" And during this whole scene, we're setting up that Raffi is a genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she uh, knows every argument that's going to be made. Mm-hmm. She has a very high security clearance. Right. She's been thinking about things, and basically, Picard is trying to keep the evacuation of Romulus or that sector alive, but is uh, obviously unable to convince. The Federation to do so, even though he says 
these are the ships in service we can still use. This right. is the manpower we can use. Right. We can still use synthetic beings. Mm-hmm. And they shoot him down because half of whoever he was talking to already didn't want to save Romulus. And right. the other half are like, well, now it's such a smaller venture that we don't even think it's, it's worth, worth it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the ace in the hole, his back pocket plan, he says, you either accept this mm-hmm. plan or you accept my res- resignation. And they say deuces mm. to Admiral Picard. <laughs> and, and he was like not expecting that. <laughs> yeah, he absolutely. <laughs> I don't think he did. <laughs> he said, I never in a million years thought they would have accepted this. Mm-hmm. And you can see like he doesn't know what to do. And this was a huge revelation. He didn't want to walk away. No. The whole time we're led to believe that he is so outraged right. he leaves. But it's not. He made a wrong chess move. Yeah, kind of. he yeah. did. He yeah. bluffed right, right. and lost. He didn't want to go to Shaq. Picard. No. And that is heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Also, I kind of dig the uniforms there. I yes, dug them too. I wrote down cool uniforms. Yeah, the yeah. first thing, my, I, so I, I try to watch this with my son, Joel. He's 12 years old. And uh, the first thing he's like, he's like, oh, I really like these uniforms. The communicator badges are really with cool. The cool, like, like lines. Yeah. And then Picard yeah. had like the glitter line on it. Well, he's it. an admiral. Like, they they yeah. Admirals yeah. always have like the, the fancy uh, glitter. We find out the synthetics that models were A500s. I'm not sure if that's important right. later, but we found out. Write it down now <laughs> write it down now uh we learned that rafi uh as a lieutenant commander refers to picard as jl I right know, I, love that. I love it they are super close, super close i can't yeah. w- i mean like for anyone so there's a deleted scene from star trek um nemesis when uh riker is introducing jean-luc to his new first officer mm-hmm. and he tricks the first officer into referring to him as jean-luc and you can see <gasps> oh, no. how immediately upset and uncomfortable Picard is because yeah. he does not like he he believes in a chain of command yeah. very much so very, yeah everything's a formality he doesn't have a lot of close friends they have to have an incredibly close relationship you have to earn that in order to be able to refer to him as- and then as soon as uh, the, we, uh, or as we get to the end of the scene uh, Rafi gets a communicate that says come talk to the CNC and we, she obviously knows she's about to be fired right. or demoted. Right. Something bad's going to happen to her. So I think she is Picard's liaison. Like right. not just right. first officer, but like <clears throat> admirals typically have a right hand person. I think that's who right. Rafi is. Right. Makes sense. Good guess. I was going to ask you what your theory on that was. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Their, their badges looked bigger in that scene. The com- it was like, the yeah, they badges? looked really I agree. big and I was like, huh, but maybe that was just my so imagination. So Keith, expert, have we seen these com badges before? Have we seen these uniforms? I don't even remember. I was I was too taken aback by the lines. Yeah. yeah I didn't even true. see the com badges. Yeah. All right. And Listeners, we- have we seen these yeah. before? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you let us know. Uh, then we're going to cut, and there's so many quick cuts. There are so many back and forth. So I'm just going to keep throwing out locations. Yeah. Now we're at the Vasquez Rocks, and they refer to them <laughs> as, as the, the Vasquez, Vasquez Rocks. Rocks. And that's that. a big deal. Because yeah. now, like, in the uh, the whole, like, universe of Trek, they're recognizing that this is an actual place on <laughs> Earth. Right. And not on Even, a, a battle world for the Gorn and right. Kirk to fight on. And we've seen that, like, countless other times in series as well. So that's pretty cool. It was um, very cool. So we're, go- we're back to the Vasquez Rocks. We're hanging out at Raffi trailer uh she's obviously still pissed at picard kind um, of rightly so in a way it seems like rightly yeah. so <laughs> no i mean would would you say that her winding up out of starfleet was a direct result of I him so. leaving starfleet or getting you know i think either she was fired like she thought or they were going to demote her to such a humiliating level right. that she's like i can't do this and obviously has had really bad 14 years since no no let me let me sure comment about that we know that in in this future world of Starfleet and Earth and things like that, that there's not 
that 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 money is not the driving force. So you I don't have need such money. a huge note about that, but keep oh, going. Oh well, let, no, let's <laughs> okay. let's wait. We'll wait till you get there. I don't okay. want to spoil that. <clears throat> so we see her taking care of a plant, which has been an ongoing theme. Yes, every scene, orchids, plants. But everything. then she pulls a leaf off and uh-huh. puts it in a vaporizer. I wrote cool. She has a cool vape. She is smoking what she refers to as snake, snake leaf, leaf. Snake leaf. Which has to be some form of weed. Yeah. Because she later references her snake leaf paranoia. Yeah. Which I think is pretty effing cool. Yeah, yeah. that's really fun. I mean, it, it didn't look like uh, it was anything different from a flower. Right. But, you know, you have to Maybe imagine that's the future. That, that there's right. lots of flowers. It might in not the world, be an earth. Right. Yeah, yeah, it could be sure. a plant from anywhere in the universe. She right. was taking good care of that plant. Yeah, she, she was. was. That was yeah. her little she weed plant. Yeah. So, and then we get into this weird economic conversation okay. where she brings up uh, the interview he had with the news network, and she's talking about Chateau Picard right. with its big oak beams and its uh-huh. right. furniture, right. and how she has been humiliated and destitute in the years since. Right. Which again, living in a hovel. Right. It's yeah, kind of like hovel. a trailer, and right. she, you know, it's yeah. So in my head, maybe headcanon, I always imagine if you live in the Federation, especially on Earth, you just request whatever you need and it's provided to right. you. Within reason, you would think. Right. And right. plus they have replicators. And sure. replicators, to, and they have infinite energy. So what can't you have? What can't you build if you don't even have it? Right. right. So where is this coming from? So apparently there is some form of monetary discrepancy in class in the world of the Federation, which is crazy. It's yeah. a brand new concept yeah. to us. Yeah. So it's a more it, realistic concept than right. everyone sure just is. does what they want to do because they feel like doing it. So I always thought like if you had something that was in your family, that's still in your family. And I also talk about in Deep Space Nine, uh, Benjamin Cisco's uh, father owns a restaurant. And in my head, I'm like, well, owns okay. A restaurant, right. It's called Cisco. So it's obviously been in their family. It's uh, a good name for a restaurant. Right. Mm-hmm. But then like, right, let's say Rafi wanted to start a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Could she do it? And like, why would anyone be a waiter? Why would anyone be a dishwasher? Right. And we've we've touched on that before. Right, last yeah. time, I think. So what is she doing that makes her live in Because I always imagined she was living in the trailer on purpose. Right, right. Like she, she wanted, wanted to, to get be away. away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it seems like not. It seems like... And then we'll, we'll touch on more economic stuff later, but uh, she, she touched twice on this humiliating humiliation. Mm. And like, what... How does that happen to anyone? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially in a world where you would imagine that there are not supposed to be financial. I mean, we we know, and it's always been interesting because, like in the Next Generation, for example, whenever they were interacting with the Ferengi, mm-hmm. um, it the the Starfleet was never like, "We'll give you gold press latinum." It was like, "Well, we have this." one thing that you guys seem to mm-hmm. want or we'll give you access to this other thing. They were kind never dealing bartering. with money mm-hmm. it, it, in, and yeah, and more bartering. And, and that was always because, well, the Federation's above needing money. Like now Earth, there, we don't need money. There is a monetary unit that's always been around called Federation credits. Mm-hmm. So, and that has to do with, uh, say you're, you're in Starfleet mm-hmm. and you're at an outpost and you want to have a drink or you want to buy something, you can give them Federation credits, mm-hmm. which theoretically the Federation would own to and give you something of value right, okay. to that. So maybe Federation credits or something all Federation citizens can get, get or decide to use yeah. or not use. I don't know. Yang wants to give me $1,000 a month. I want to know what the Federation's going to give me every month. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's my, there's my joke that didn't. I like hit. it. That's fine. <laughs> I'm good with it. All right. Any more on economics? Nope. All right. We're, we're on the Borg cube now. Ah. And we see uh, Scarred ex-Borg uh, who is talking to So... Who, who watches a video of Soji speaking a, a 
not native language to, to the her. X, to the XB. To the yes, XB. I wrote down XBs. Yep. Xborgs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, which XBs are apparently a lower class. Yeah. Which is, oh, makes sense because everyone kind of hates Borg. And yeah. we see a lot of that in Star Trek Voyager. Yeah. Seven of Nine has a lot of like uh, racism towards her, we'll mm-hmm. call it, or right. a lot of animosity towards Borg. So the XB, and he says that they're either warehoused or used for um, financial gain, mm-hmm. and that the Romulans are more expansive because they use the XBs for both. Mm-hmm. Which is set because every time we do see an X Borg in any series, they are very knowledgeable. They, they gain skills by have being part of the collective, mm-hmm. right? Uh, almost like a synthetic, yeah. which you know is weird and mirroring. We find out in this episode that Hugh is the executive director yeah. of the Reclamation Project. It was so nice project. to see him back. It was. Uh, I like his kind of smarmy mm-hmm. attitude. Yeah. Know, he's he's got a cool. real But he now. has not been part of the collective for a long time. At least... I'm going to say 20 years that since the right. next generation, right? That's because why he's they, like the head of this thing. Didn't the he last say time the... that we saw him, I think was in the episode where lore Correct. had the little faction of, and they Correct. were down in the, the mines or whatever. Yeah. Like right. Underneath. Right. Yeah. They were and, like an underground. And that's mm-hmm. when he was giving data, the like false emotion. Uh, so the data was like work staying with him. Right. I remember that. Yeah. One. Mm-hmm. So I have to imagine that at some point the Borg reclaimed that faction yeah. and that he got onto that cube somehow mm-hmm. and was one of the first people to be liberated from that cube. Mm. And they put him in charge. That's, that's why you're saying that he had been assimilated twice. Right. Well, yeah. he was assimilated because there's the original Borg assimilation. Right. He was cut off from the collective right. on the Enterprise D. They returned oh, him to they the collective. Him. Him. So that's twice. And so then this, I that think would have been three times. It would have been three assimilations. Unless oh he God. somehow managed to escape. Right. And yeah. Just become like a expert on the Borg, right. which is very possible. Maybe that's why he's in charge. Uh, and we find out that Soji has been trying to talk to someone named Ramda, who is an expert in ancient Romulan myth, mm. which again, like, there's some sort of connection between Borg and ancient Romulans. There has to be. Interesting. We're back to the rocks. <laughs> We're back to the Vasquez rocks. Picard says, uh, complicity. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Picard, I'm reading my notes. <laughs> Picard says there has to be some form of complicity mm-hmm. between the Federation Council or the Admiralty uh, and, and what was going on and with, the Jat Vash yeah. and the Romulans. He said there is yeah. absolutely no way they are having these assassinations on earth without them knowing. Mm-hmm. So Picard already knows there's something mm-hmm. screwy going on. Rafi says that she still has evidence right. that the Romulans are behind the attack on the fleet, which is right. what we said from the beginning. beginning. Right. And I still think that's true. And I believe Rafi cause she's pretty hardcore. And isn't that when they also said that Starfleet let them stop the, or didn't let them stop the rescue. They were like, yeah, yeah. let's just let it go. Yeah. So I think mm-hmm. Starfleet mm-hmm. and Tausch are definitely yeah. in cahoots. Even back then, 14 years yeah. ago, mm-hmm. And no one wanted this rescue to happen. Uh, she gets really mad and uh, points out that he's never checked up on her once in 14 years. That they were such close friends and they went to being nothing. And then uh, as just as he's about to leave, she says, I have a pilot for you. His name is Rios. Mm-hmm. Then we're back to the Daystrom Institute. Yeah. For like two seconds where Commodore O wearing sunglasses. Yes. I tried to screenshot that. Sunglasses. <laughs> Everything about it looked so awkward with like her ears her and her ears, hair I, and the her, sunglasses. Her ears looked especially like, they were very big. prominent in yes. that yeah. scene, I thought. So Dr. Girardi, is it Girardi or Girardi? Girardi. Uh, pulls out her, uh, her AirPods. She's yeah. like, what did she She's say? listening to music <laughs> and there is uh, Commodore O and her Ray-Bans. Yeah. Very weird situation where she's like, I want to talk about the two times you've talked to Admiral Picard and what you guys talk about. And then that's it for that scene. And then we cut right back to the Borg cube where uh, 
Hugh, under his command authority of as being the executive director, gets uh, Soji into this room where the Romulans obviously don't even want them in there. But the, but he you know flexes his muscles, gets in, and she says something that really hit me. And she's like, "All the disordered are Romulans." Right. Yes, I wrote that down too. So I'm like, "What are the disordered? Why are they all Romulans?" Um, but they obviously seem like people that were not mentally capable. What I took my takeaway from that was these are people, Romulans in mm-hmm. this case, who were assimilated. And then when they were freed, they were kind of. They're not right. Not right, right. in the yeah. head. And the disordered <laughs> meaning they're not right in the head. And so um, you, the would, clinical term. you would have to think that it's interesting that there's something about Romulans maybe where being assimilated and then freed causes a problem. I think it's one of two things. Yeah. One, it's either they only are wasting resources on their helping own, Romulans on okay. and everyone else Good just theory. gets shot into space. Right, right. <laughs> or later we find out that, that there was something screwy about a Romulan vessel that was assimilated. Maybe these are the people that were on that Romulan vessel. Mm. Okay. But there's something about the disordered being unable to, to cope with having been Borg cubes. And mm-hmm. right now they are all Romulans. Uh, and that's it for that scene. We're back to the rocks. Um, and, uh, and all we see is Rafi and she's like going through different like computer panels mm-hmm. and she's doing I wanted research. to I wanted to comment about the computer panels sure. and I things did too. like that. I wrote something what, down. What you got? No, you go first. Uh, well, I I just thought that it was it was interesting because of course in the next generation which is the most futuristic Star Trek that we have until Star Trek Picard besides like Deep Space Nine Voyager right. but that time period we had the Elkar's display which is like a glass panel the display that you need comes up underneath the glass panel and you tap on it with your fingertips, just like that. And now we have screens that are in many cases seem to be like a glass screen, but in other cases are, are just a projection. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And that you interact with them more with gesturing around and toward them. If you remember, right, she fate. kind of grabbed something like almost like in a squid-like way, and then kind of tossed it away. Yeah. I watched her do that, yeah. and yeah, and and, and in F eight or fate on oh, the yeah. uh, on the Mars base mm-hmm. when he was taking over that whatever panel. it was right. panel that he was doing, you know, he would he would grab toward it and like turn a knob that wasn't there, but he was turning it in right. front of the display. So like. I really like that they have moved that technology forward in sure. the 20 years. You know, I, I thought that, but it's always interesting to me because whatever technology you see in a TV show or a movie always is similar to what the advanced technology is at that the we time, have right, right now. So <laughs> right. if you remember famously, there's a James Bond movie where he's uh, doing something with his watch and the watch prints out a little ticker tape <laughs> right. out of the watch. And, and so like, that's because that's the technology that they, of course you'll right. be able to print things with your watch. Who doesn't want to print things? And so today we have, what do we have with our phones? We have gestures, swiping and other right. things like that. We've also got touchscreen um, stuff. And, yes. Mm-hmm. And, and um, uh, a minority report with Tom Cruise yes, yes. where he's famously that was the first time we saw something like this but it's interesting to see that like those things that we have today such as gestures and other things uh, uh flicking things away like Hattie right. said also like video calls and things like that yeah. i just yeah yeah that was interesting yeah. i wrote down 
isn't the see-through screen, isn't it distracting with all the stuff behind, behind it? Because like it showed her screen, but also the stuff behind it. I was like, I couldn't read any of that. <laughs> Maybe yeah. you have to be in front of it. I no, don't I mean, know. I write, I write code way too much every day and I, I have the light text on the black screen. Yeah. And like, if that was... She had like ha- trinkets and stuff behind If it was there, like transparent and there's it. other room lights and stuff no. coming behind, how much, how much time could you spend in front of that? Yeah. I don't know. Just saying. Usability is low. (laughs) Uh, At what point as a society are we unable to start conceptualizing what our future technology is going to be? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because that's where we're at. And I I think that the um, the touch screen with the projection, I think just Marvel movies made that so the standard for what is cool. Yeah. And And now we're using it. It is is very cool. I want that. Uh, So uh, Picard uh, pops up on her screen and says, you're doing the research, aren't you? And she's like, I'm not. When she obviously is. Yeah. And he's like, I'm sending you everything I have. She goes, I don't want it. And he goes, carry on. Yeah. And then hangs up yeah, on her. Yeah. Which I think is like the little bit of levity we're getting in Picard that we have not seen in his character in the past. Yeah. But he is gr- like, that's how his character has grown over the years. I love like, it. He thinks things are funny now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and also he feels very comfortable with her. I think that too is like, oh, sure. they have such an old relationship that it's like he can joke with her and he knows her so well that she doesn't even realize that he still remembers oh absolutely and i think that uh, that's going to be the continuing thing they're eventually going to rebuild their relationship but they're still going to be jabbing at each other uh-huh. the entire time so uh the next scene uh past that because we're getting quick cuts we are now on the ship we have not been told the ship's name yet no, i think I it's think in like the universe like they say it like on the website and stuff but i don't think they have in the show told us the name of the ship but it's captain rios's ship and we are here. Uh, Picard beams aboard and we get a little musical nod to mm-hmm. Next Generation, which is yes. pretty nice. The first very time he's been nice. on a ship. And the right. transporter deck looked very cool and different yeah. that he beamed down in yeah. front of. Yeah. yeah, it's a very different looking ship. Mm-hmm. To me, it's like a giant run- runabout with two big nacelles. Mm-hmm. Um, we see uh, someone greet him with a posh British accent <laughs> that we sh- uh, shortly learn is not Captain Rios. No, it's an EMH. It's an EMH that looks exactly like him. Right. Which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Captain Rios, as we meet him, is topless, kind of hot, mm-hmm. uh, has a piece of titanium shrapnel More in his shoulder. More hot because of the titanium right. shrapnel. Oh, yeah. When <laughs> when asked what happened, he says, I didn't die. Right. <laughs> which I thought was cool. He uh, material The whole ship uh, seems to have replicator and uh, holographic technology integrated mm-hmm. right. because he asks the ship for a bottle of booze and it just pops up Ooh. right in front of him, which I kind of dig. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, we all off- would like that. He offers a shot to Picard. He says no, and then pours it on his wound instead, mm-hmm. <laughs> yells at the EMH that he's not going fast enough and is all around just a badass. <laughs> also smoking a cigar yes. for the record. Yes. And I, we know that you love a good cigar. I love a good cigar. Go. And I like how much smoking and drinking is happening yes. in just that one scene. One I scene. mean, the whole thing. And, yeah. and so I, of course, as a, as a, a nerd, I'm starting to think, well, it probably in the future they've cured cancer, right? They sure. can't probably destroy your even liver anymore. make tobacco that doesn't cause it in the first right. place, right? And even so, like the filtration systems in the ship is going to clear it out of there instantly. Her yeah. vape so. is not exploding. No, 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 her vape no. is not exploding. Not. What I was going to say was the shard in his shoulder mm-hmm. looks like the same piece in the intro that falls down out oh, of the like thing. A shard I just it of looked something. very sure. Yeah, so, but uh, so now we have both Rafi and Rios, and we have Captain Rios, and we have seen them both drink and smoking the same thing. This is a darker federation. This yeah. is kind of people... Not, and like, and the, wasn't... Didn't they say this was... Oh, no. 
the unregistered ship, Rafi had the unregistered ship. No, it's Rios's ship. It's Rios's ship that she yeah. was talking about. Okay, Didn't so what is it? Did they call it the Irmar or something? It was like mm-hmm. IHR something, or is that a we're different talk, ship? We're something okay, okay. different. So what does it mean to have an unregistered ship? Yeah. Is that like having a boat that's unregistered? And it has just, to be. Yeah. I have to imagine it's just you're not registering your flight channel. Is that illegal? I think they touch on that, where okay. he's like... Uh, I, you know, I have freedom. I'm a Federation citizen. I don't have to register my ship if I don't want to. I have the right of travel. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and the same way Picard says, I'm not accustomed to asking lawyers when I want to do something. Right. And he's kind of like, I'm not asking anybody permission to do anything. Right. Now, why do you think that he didn't let the EMH finish the healing process on his shoulder? I think he's just a, a lone wolf badass that he couldn't get right. the piece out by himself, but he can use a dermal regenerator okay. by himself. Okay. I don't think he wants to rely on anyone. I also think that because we see an uh, we see an ENH later in the show with a different person that looks like him. I think he is programming multiple personalities because mm-hmm. it has a different Irish. accent. He was yeah. Irish, yeah. right? Uh, I think that when Rios is lonely, he talks to his I holograms. So but he's a little. He doesn't want other people to know he does that. Right. Yeah. So I Especially don't... in front of Picard. He wanted to seem super cool. And the reason he is a little <laughs> starstruck by Picard is because Rios is a former XO of a heavy cruiser, which means at least an ambassador class or bigger. So a big starship. Yeah. Uh, the, the name you brought up, I should have written it down. It was like the Iben something. Yeah, it was. It started with an I. I don't remember. It. But this was a ship whose records have been erased, <sighs> which means they were on some sort of mission that has been disavowed by the Federation. Mm. We also find out later in the episode that his ca- Rios's captain had his head blown off on the bulkhead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So something happened where Rios said, "Screw this!" Is either washed out or quit Starfleet and right. gets right. his own ship and right. says, "I got nothing to do with this." Seems to really, really hate. Uh. Uh anything the Starfleet, but Picard starts pushing his buttons immediately yeah. uh-huh. and says, I look around, everything is scrubbed, everything is in its right place, everything is stowed the way a Starfleet was. I see you, I see Starfleet through and through, I can smell it on you. Mm-hmm. He did not <laughs> like that. I he thought was like so badass. And yeah. it's Picard automatically looking where like he mm-hmm. where he like how much control he has in this situation mm-hmm. and then there's two other things to note about this is that Picard has a chance to sit in the captain's chair for a second and doesn't and does do not. it I know I he doesn't him. want it he resisted <laughs> and then Rios is uh talks about hiring me or don't hire me mm-hmm. which means there is some mm-hmm. form some of kind monetary of exchange, exchange that's gonna happen yeah that he was going to be either hired or not and later in the episode says that he is expensive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so what does that mean it. right and where does Picard get Whatever he's using to pay, pay he's you not, in wine. He's not paying right. it in the 86 vintage <laughs> bottles. And right. You know. I'm, but again, like if everything is. So we, we said there's no form of currency in the Federation before, mm-hmm. but maybe it is Federation credits. And maybe if you want a bottle of Chateau Picard, maybe you pay with a credit. And maybe yeah. he does have a big bank account somewhere. We don't yeah. know. I'd want to think that he does. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I want to think the same thing. Okay. Uh, we're back at Raffi's, um, and she is doing some more hacking stuff. Mm-hmm. Finds out there's some sort of cyber quantum fingerprinting that is pointing her to a place called Freehold, which is some form of casino, I'm guessing, because these holographic dice started pouring out, which I think is pretty cool. I would be shocked to find out this is not a Ferengi establishment, and I really hope it is. I thought the same thing. I was like, this has to be something. You know, human dice, which Mm -hmm. maybe it's not, but I I want it to be a Ferengi establishment. We're back on the ship. The ENH is now talking and poking fun at Rios, Mm -hmm. who has an Irish accent, like you said. He is the emergency navigation hologram. I have to imagine he's got 10 of these suckers. Yeah, Yeah, one to do any job that he needs on his ship when he's 
just by himself. Right. And I think that's, and that's I like that. Yeah. Like the, you can't really have synthetics, but you can have holograms. Right. So that's why he alone is the only crew of his ship, because there's probably an emergency engineering hologram, emergency security and hologram. And again, I'll, I'll, I'll go back and say this again reflects what we think of in in today with the kind of technology today that we have, you know, there was always the ship's computer in all in all okay. Star Trek. There's always been a ship's computer that used to start out by saying working and then later on would say more English, more regular speaking, mm-hmm. more answering of questions. And and then, of course, we had the medical hologram in Voyager famously um, and 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 who actually evolved and became a real character and, mm-hmm. and a part of the crew. And. You know, it's interesting because what do we have now? We have our digital assistants. We have, you know, we have the uh, we have the Amazon Echo. We have Siri. We have all of these different things that are sort of kind of have weak, dumb personalities. But a couple hundred years from now, they'll be just like people and Mm -hmm. that we can hang out with and we can interact with. And, you know. Why my Google Home has some sassy answers yeah. for things I ask. I mean, it. why why wouldn't you have a crew of holograms that could that could handle everything? Well, and I feel like, like you said, he's such a lone wolf. He's only going to trust himself. So why not just right. make replicas oh, of yourself? Good point. Yeah. So Holy crap. Yes. Like the only thing he doesn't feel animosity towards, towards when looking. Himself. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I love that. Uh, we're back to Chateau Picard for just a few moments where Picard has a very nice uh, kind of goodbye speech with uh, with Loris. Laris uh, says that uh, try as he might, he never really felt at home at the Chateau. And then and she points out that he's always had one eye on the stars, mm-hmm. which is kind of, uh, to me, I think, is a callback to Renee, his nephew, because mm-hmm. uh, his brother Robert said that his son uh, Renee is always has his head in the stars, always looking up there and pointing out that Picard was like that as a child too. Right. Yeah. Burned he up always, in a fire. <laughs> not okay. Not okay to bring that up. No, not okay. Mm. Uh, but uh, again, like it kind of shifts my visage of what has happened in episode three from episode one too, where I thought he was enraged and he left Starfleet and he wanted to be at the Chateau. Right. He, he was stuck there. He yeah. didn't want to, he had he nowhere, else, nowhere to else to go. go. Yeah. It probably felt like a prison some days. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. You're I'm, in his head. Oh, I just cursed. No. I just whispered you get a curse. You do it every, every Remember show. the timestamp. Darn know, it. Man. I love him. He is my father. John Luc Picard <laughs> is my father, and he will always be my father. We're back on the board cube, and now we are seeing Soji talk to Ramda. The uh, and she is one of the disordered, so she has uh, obvious mental problems, and she's speaking to her, but not getting. She's playing the tarot, the, a tarot kind of yeah, game. Yeah, they looked like like little triangular tarot cards. They're they so really cool. did. And she asked, "Like, are you telling fortunes? What are you doing with this?" She's not getting a lot out. So then she says the word mythology, and that seems to awaken her up. Mm-hmm. And she goes, "It's not mythology; it's the news." Yeah, which this is a plot line I'm not a hundred percent on yet. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. we're going to see in the future, but to get her to open up more. Uh, she realizes that what she's building looks like a Romulan door. Oh. Or pulls I didn't a, pick up or that. pulls a card that said that Oh, said it had looks, a door on it. Had yes. a door mm-hmm. on it. Yes, but okay, it was a fake that. door. So uh Hugh points out uh and then her well, Soji points out to Hugh and Hugh says, like like I knew this too, that uh 
traditional Romulan homes have a false front door that you really have to enter through the back, which I thought was so cool and so Romulan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everything is secretive. Everything. Everything is that you have have a facade that has nothing to do with what's really going on behind the scenes. Well, and I think that will be a a, a string throughout the whole whole show. Interesting. So in a very traditional Romulan way, we see Soji uh, sit behind the Romulan right. and then start going through this traditional ritualistic feeling like if there's a stranger at the door, do you care to let them in kind of thing? Mm-hmm. And they go through, and it's almost like uh, uh, Ramda has this pride of like, if you don't approach me like a traditional Romulan, right. you get I'm nothing. not going right. to deal with you. They bring up this idea of uh, myth being news and Soji drops this truth bomb where she's like, she's trying to create a shared mythology that is as easy to swallow as the day's news for all liberated Borg so that they can have a shared culture. Oh. And she wants to base it off Romulan mythology, which is, I'm going to be honest, a little over my head for right now. Yeah, it's a bit out there. But. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I hope this is cleared up a little bit more, but it feels smart and it feels like something, it feels like something a PhD student would do. And it gets through to her, it gets through to her. And oh, yeah. the, the other thing I, I thought it was interesting about Soji is, and their drop, that, not that we need hints, we know that, that she's an, uh, a synthetic, but any time that there is like she speaks like all languages, she remembers right. everything. Mm-hmm. And there's he, the, I forget the scene exactly, but it was in this episode. Maybe you've made a note of it, Keith. I'm probably mm. jumping ahead where she makes a comment. She's like, why? Well, I don't know why you didn't remember that. That was kind of that. Like, of course, I remembered that. That's right. doesn't everyone. Right. And you most know. people would be like, no. Right. Nope. <laughs> Continue. Uh, we're back at the chateau. And Picard is great well, scene. Well, as yes. Jaban is showing him in his mesh uh, reusable shopping bag, yeah. all the so uh, eco friendly, all the things <laughs> that he's packing for his trip, like yeah. the special mustards and breads and such. Right, they are attacked by a Romulan death squad, and we see absolutely the best scene of the whole show. Yeah, it was great. Laris and Jaban kicking, oh, kicking yeah. ass. It was great, and a very Taoshiar way, smashing bottles over people's heads, grabbing knives and stabbing, and they are total. Badasses. Badasses and no yes. strangers to being thrown around no, and re- re- coming no. right back from it. And they wrecked that room. I <laughs> yeah, wrote, yeah. oh no, they just tore up his nice house. Also, I wrote, he dropped that plum at the exact right time. Oh yeah, that was great. <laughs> that thing went right over his head. Uh, and the saddest thing to me is seeing Picard with his cane like try to get in yeah. the fight and then immediately being thrown just, across right, the room. Right. You know, he wasn't a fighter the way that Kirk was. No. Right. But he he could hold his own when necessary. And sure. now, you know, we're we're seeing the the reality of of a in in show 90-ish year old man make it up the who's, stairs. who's in yeah. good shape, sure. but still you can he's 90 something. You can only do so much. Right. You know? Uh the, the interesting school of thought. I just gonna go off on a tangent here that yeah, in the show he was not the biggest fighter. He definitely held his own. Definitely right. fought when yeah. he had to. Yeah. Could, you know, he took down a group of Klingons at one point. Right. Like he could do it. In the movies, they made him an action star because mm-hmm. it's a blockbuster movie right. and they had right. to. Right. Like I think of the scenes where he's, you know, fighting the Borg Queen or fighting Rafi on an in insurrection on the um the solar collector. Like he's you know, his shirt's popped off, <laughs> he's sweating, right. he's got a big gun. Yeah. But yeah, he's way past his prime. Just yeah. a tangent. <clears throat> so they fight. There are <laughs> Romulan phasers hidden all over Chateau oh, Picard. Yeah. I love that. Which they are that prepared. Great. It's like yeah. under under every desk and behind every book, there's a different you know Romulan blaster. Because they're Tal Shiar. Yeah. And of course yeah. there yeah. is. Yeah. And Picard's like, if this is what makes you guys feel safe right, and happy at home, let's do it. So you know, Picard kind of redeems himself by grabbing a phaser and starts way and laced a Rom- mm-hmm. way and laced a laying waste to Romulans. Uh, the fights are still going on. 
uh, finally, uh, the fight's over. They help Picard up. Uh, it looks like it's done, but then one last Romulan comes with his blaster ready, and then oh, he's no. shot in the back and falls down, and it's Girardi. Mm-hmm. Girardi. Yeah. Girardi is sitting there. I don't know where she got her giant gun. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I didn't know that either. The The only thing I could have thought was that, oh, well, she picked one up, but who'd she pick it up from? Right, why right. are they dropping it outside? I don't know. I liked when in the scene afterwards when they've got the, I'm, I know you're going to cover this, when they've got the, um, the goon. Yep for lack of a better term, sure. uh, sitting in the chair and they're sort of in, kind of interrogating him. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have expected more from the Tal Shiar, but yeah. uh, for interrogation techniques, they should be well-versed right, in like, that. Tell Other us. Than, tell us what you know, <laughs> person. Um, did you see the stack of, of the uh, blasters? Yes. Behind? I was like, yeah, uh-huh. they, like, they, they reclaimed a lot of uh, oh, yeah, they they weaponry them right there. Up. Uh, Gerardi says uh, maybe it was on stun and then they point out that the Romulan disruptors do not have stun settings which I think is so cool yeah um, so they uh, tie I don't where we are well we're back on the cube <laughs> we're back on the cube uh, Ramda uh, is now getting kind of anxious around uh, Soji seems agitated. uncomfortable around her and then Soji starts bringing up you were on the last Romulan ship, and I already lost the name of it. I didn't write it down. Uh, something the sh- the wrong with Shainar. the assimilation. Yeah. Yes, the Shainar. Shainar, yeah. yeah I, think, like I think you're okay. spot on. Uh, something went wrong with the assimilation of this last Romulan scout ship, which is maybe the downfall of the cube itself. Something happened. It cut it off from the collective. And at this point, Ramda is kind of woken up and wants to know, which are you? Which sister are you? Are you the one that right. lives? Are you the one that dies? You're the destroyer. Grabs a disruptor from a nearby Romulan security guard, uh, points it at her own head. Right. And basically threatens to kill herself. And then in a spectacular show of speed and strength, uh-huh. Soji runs and like <laughs> stops her. Uh, Hugh blames the Romulan for not having his sidearm locked, mm-hmm. locked to his belt. <clears throat> Soji goes to her room, uh, calls her mom, says, Mom, something really weird's going on. The mom is talking to her about her sister buying a puppy, something weird. And then Soji passes out. I wrote, why did she fall asleep and talking to her mom? Was it a program designed to make her sleep after some sort of... That's my guess. Like, uh, traumatic experience. Or maybe if she started... Uh, remembering that she was knew more than she knew. Right. Or and I, yeah. I wondered we, what we didn't get to see was what happened after she fell asleep. You she know, was, woke up and she, then the, but the, we don't face? know how much time passed. Right. Exactly. Right. It could have been five minutes. It could have been a day. We, we sure. have no idea. And so what I was thinking is that there's something now, was that the same, the hologram, was that the same mom that we saw with Dodge? Yep. It was the same. Pro- okay, sure I, was. It looked the she same looked to me. She looked a little different, but I think that was just the angle. Okay. Of the I, thing. That's what I, that's what I thought. I wasn't sure. Um, but my thinking is, you know, maybe that's like an opportunity to add, add some code or re right. or tweak some bugs or upgrade some software. Absolutely. Or Cause she's getting so agitated. I think she's about to switch on. Right. And like Dodge like, did. Yeah, and this Good conversation point. about the puppy is to calm you down mm-hmm. and to reset. So she passes out. Narek comes in. Like you said, we don't know how much yeah. longer. Right. Asks if she's okay. And then like kind of diverts the conversation by saying, can I tell you a secret? Mm-hmm. I think I'm falling in love with you, mm-hmm. which is his quote unquote approach. We find out. Right. And we're he, like, liar. <laughs> I actually, now one of my new theories is what if he actually falls in love I with her? I think he, I think maybe he might. is. Mm-hmm. 
Wouldn't that be kind of cool? It would be great. And he like fesses up to her. Yeah. So he leaves her quarters and runs into Rizzo, mm. who is a Romulan again. She's Lieutenant look, Rizzo. Yes. looking fine in her leather yeah. pants. And her That's cool right. wedges yeah. and who everything. Yeah. Narek's sister. But they were a is, little too friendly. I, right. Yeah. He's like, I can smell her on you. Right. And, and his I'm like, face oh. is like it right there. carnal. Yeah. yeah like, it's Ugh. really gross. Like, I, like I, I don't have a sister, but I don't think like, I would have that relationship no. with her if I did I is it a Romulan so. thing right, I don't he was know like, good to see you back on the way that you should look or something like that yeah. I was like okay so yeah she goes I'm back and he's like so are your ears <laughs> yeah 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 it was there's was something, something there yeah. weird going on there. yeah maybe she's jealous oh maybe she's jealous maybe mm-hmm. she wants Narek oh yeah we're back to the chateau uh, now the, the goon is strapped into a chair. She wakes him up using a water mister, which I yeah, think is kind of cool. Right, that's great. the one you can get like that at Target or whatever. Right. Like, again, it looks again exactly... another, another reference to the flowers. Right, yes. yeah, because that's what they just have flowers, around. Flowers, perhaps. I'm, I'm trying to see a theme here. I'm an English major after all. Are you? Yes. All right. Um, <laughs> that worked out well for you. I, I, yeah, I, I think I, <laughs> I never so used much. that. I went right into computers. But my theory is, or my, my thought is, what do the flowers represent in each of the different scenes that we've seen the flowers? Is there any consistency to it? I haven't really right. been able, but I, as an exercise for the listeners, if you know of one, I want to hear it. But what, you know, what is the significance of things around flowers? Do they represent knowledge? Do they represent, you know, what, what do they represent? So, but I thought that the fact that she sprayed him with that in the same way that earlier in the episode, you have Rafi spraying yeah. her flower are they gaining knowledge? Are they trying to get knowledge? Are they using it? You know, like hmm. what's this? So anyway, I don't know. We'll see. There's what something happens in there. there. There was also flowers. They were in kind of like a flower garden um, at the very, very beginning episode, uh, very, very beginning scene where the, uh, Picard came out of the Admiral's thing. Yep. It, like the whole thing was flowers all around them too. So it's it's a thing. Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah. And then her um, her vape thing, the flower, yeah. and yeah. she was tending to it. Something mm-hmm. tending to flowers. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Someone pointed out online that they thought that the flower bed outside Starfleet headquarters would also be uh, tended by Boothby. Who is he's still alive? You think? I don't think he's still alive. Also, Boothby as a Starfleet Academy, not Starfleet headquarters. Okay. So I don't know. Someone pointed that out. I'm like, yeah, I don't think he's alive. All right. uh, So we're back. Yeah. He is the the goon, we'll call him, is tied up to the chair. Uh, And then Laris says something which made me so happy and pointed out something that I've been thinking about. There are two types of Romulans there are flat forehead Romulans and there are brow. Romulans and she slapped him on the head and said of course he's stubborn he's a he's northerner, northerner like, like you. you and Zaban has a brow and she uh-huh. doesn't so now we know that there are two kind of distinct styles of Romulans right though and I would think the ones without the brow can pass more for Vulcan right because sure. Vulcans don't have as Prominent. pronounced of a brow right no they don't okay so I thought that was kind of cool. Very interesting yeah. is that's, that is that new in the I mythology think that's of brand spanking okay. new okay that, if I'm wrong, somebody yeah. let us know. <laughs> or if there's more information. I right. But I paused and screamed because that's the kind of continuity stuff that I live for. Yeah. So that was really neat. Uh, so they're trying to get stuff out of him. He starts saying that uh, it's not a girl that you're going after, not a girl that we killed, that it is the destroyer. And it's the second time second it's brought right, up. Because, yeah, right. Because there's the one, there's the destroyer. And what would the. They the, called her Seb Cheneb, something like that. Oh, that's what I wrote. Nice. Seb Chineb, the right, because in, in the disordered that's who, who group, said Ramda. Right. So she was saying, which one are you? Mm-hmm. But I have to assume that Dodge was the good one and Soji's the destroyer. Then that's what it seems yeah, like. Okay. But we and don't know all, what that means. 
Yeah. Oh, are we back to Mick? Yeah. <laughs> um, then, yeah, after kind of like giving up some information for absolutely no reason, the Romulan goon bites his acid capsule, spits it on Jabon. Do they all um, have that? I was I'm like, guessing. why are they prepared? For, I, I think that Death Squad all has them, yeah. probably. And I, think, we didn't see him pop it. We just He just used it. Right? I think it's his tooth. Yeah, like I think in it's Dune, like a, the tooth. Yeah. You yeah. gotta get close to the Baron. The tooth. The tooth. So he bites it, spits it on Jabon, uh, just gets his jacket. Thank God. Right. If one of those two dies, I'm not going to be happy. I know. No, they I, 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 I do. I do not. Will not let them die. I will not absolutely buy absolutely destroys Picard's carpet. Ugh. I know. Such a nice I, place. And then his whole body kind of melts. Melts. I, I was like, why did it affect him? I guess because it's in his mouth. I, I think know. it's probably in case of capture. Yeah. I think it's a last ditch effort. Uh, Rios calls them and says, hey, just so you know, your area is about to get hot. And Picard's like, it's already hot. Yeah. And Rios is like, it's about to get hotter, which means there's more death squads mm-hmm. on the way. Girardi, uh, Girardi says that, um, she's like, I didn't tell the Commodore, I'm going with you. She knows you're going, but I'm going with you because I like her I little speech. <laughs> I, I kind of feel like Girardi, Gir- I can't say it right, Girardi <laughs> is working for Commodore O now. Oh, oh, you, oh really? Oh. I kind of feel like. No. No, I don't want to think that about her. I kind of feel like the Commodore was like, like scared her into it. Picard is dangerous. What he's doing it's is anti federation. That if you want to retain your position at the Daystrom Institute, I need you to report back on what's going on. And I kind of feel like she's has the best of intentions, but is not on Picard's side. That's just a feeling. I, I can have. see that. Uh, so they go up to Rios's ship. Uh, Rafi is there to everyone's surprise. She's like, I'm going with you. I'm not joining you, but right. I'm catching a ride. Uh-huh. And she's like, and they're like, know, why do you want to go there? And she won't answer why uh-huh. she wants to go to freehold. Girardi says that she needs to see this synthetic because it's like a miracle to her. And she's right. Not, like, this is a, this. That's the, the Holy grail. That's the thing she's always wanted to do. Uh, for the second time, Rio springs up that he is expensive which opens up a can of worms that <laughs> right, they, okay. they jump into. And then they decide, okay, we're on board. We're all going. Rios, Picard, Gerardi, Rafi, we are ready to go. Got our crew. And they all look at Picard. And he's like, okay. And then he knows he's about to say it. Now, I think, <laughs> I think again, like that's that instilled thing in Rios. I think any other crew, he would just been like, we're going, hit it. Right. Because he's he, sitting in the captain's chair. Mm-hmm. It's his ship. Yeah. But he looks at Picard because he still wants that captain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He still wants he's that. He's kind of fanboying about him, he too. He is, yeah. because that's just saying you're right. Admiral Picard. Picard says, engage for the first Yay, time in probably 15 years. <laughs> and then they're off on an adventure. And that is the end of the beginning. That was a lot of stuff in one episode. There was a lot. And there was lots of, like you said, a lot of quick cuts back and forth. Borg, okay, now we're back to Chateau. Now we're back to here. Now we're here. It was was a lot of jumping around, but I think think he did an awesome job on that recap. Thank you. Yep. I commend you. A little better each time. By the time we're done with the the show, you'll be a pro. Yeah. Well, (laughs) we're never going to be done with the show. We already got season two announced. The EMH Robert Picardo is going to be on season two. Really? Yep. Oh, cool. Yeah. Catch up on Voyager if you're not caught up. Before next season or before Before next season. The appearance of Seven of Nine in this one. Uh, I I think it'll be more important for next season. Okay. I think Seven of Nine. I only think she's going to be in one episode. Oh. One thing I wanted to mention was Soji said when she was talking to Hugh, she said, 
he was like, how did you get access to those documents or something like that? And she said, well, typically when I ask someone, they just kind of help me. Oh, yeah, that was, was weird. That some sort of telepath, something the synths can do that like convince someone to do something. I don't know. I just thought that she, they said that for a reason. So I don't know unless she was just being like, I'm a girl and everyone just is like, sure. <laughs> I think it, I it probably has to do with the fact that the Romulans know she's a synth and she's there. Right. They're probably letting her like run this maze by herself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't and then, know about there was that. also a piece of information she had that was classified, and she she says, "Well, I think that the Romulan sensors messed up, and that's why I got to read it." Right. That's when she was talking to Narek, yeah. and the, she was like, yeah. "How did I remember all this stuff? It must have been in something classified that I read." Right. Or AKA, you're a synth and you remember everything. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, she said she had read every single not classified document about the cube, every dossier about every person on there, and remembered it all. Like an android. Yeah. That's not weird. Everyone no. can do yeah, that. Everyone do in the future. That. Look, they're Dan, humans like with photographic memory. Sure, of course. Yeah. What's Dan working on? No, nothing. You'll see. Okay. A little surprise for you. Oh, I like that. All right. Is there anything else we want to talk about about this episode? What else, what else took place that's worth mentioning? I think, uh, so what are your predictions for the next shows? Hattie, we'll start with you. What do you think Maybe we're like going to see the in the next episode? episode? Yeah. Well, do you okay? Do you think they're going to make it to what is the name of that planet? Freehold. Freehold. Do you think they're going to make it there in the next episode, or are they going to drag drag it out a little bit? I think it'll be two episodes till we see Freehold. Okay. When we do, I think it's going to be like Canto Bite in Star Wars. I think it's going to be like a giant casino, giant thing. Yeah, well, I'm excited for it. Yeah, but, I think it'll be fun to see that. But um, I like your theory about Jurati now that because we didn't get to see. O's and her conversation. So we didn't get to see uh, it. We don't know where she got that big giant disruptor rifle. That's true. And she was so pushy. She's like, I have to go on this. I have to be with you. Right. <sighs> That's interesting. Her but the argument I- seemed the idea Pure. that that they could recruit her that fast. They also Rafi points out like you're not going to let me do any sort of security check on her. Any right. clearance check. She like immediately, and Rafi seems to have an insight. We, yeah, Picard she's intelligent. Out, says Rafi, you see things that I can't or other people can't. And the first thing she says is, I didn't get to run a security check on her. I don't trust mm. her. And then Gerardi kind of deflects and says, why do you want to go to Freehold? Right. And, then and now everyone's attention is on her. Is on Rafi, why she right. wants to go. Right. So there's, yep. there's some sort of weird thing going on there. Yeah. Okay. All right. I do want to see a scene where there's like a couple different holograms of Rios all talking to Rios yes. at the oh same you know time. that's yes. gonna happen it has to I want it, has it so to much it has to all happen. with a different accent yes it has to I want to see a German one yes Norwegian what fun for an actor to be able to play so many different, oh sure you know? hell yeah so I want to hear your thoughts and uh and 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 theories and feedback Picard at 5x5.tv that'll get to us. You can tweet us, but I think email is the best. That's that's mm-hmm. the better way to sure. do it. I'm not getting the emails yet. No, no, no. Just you? Just me. Okay. I'm the gatekeeper. Okay. And uh, you can be the control freak. Go key master, but whatever. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I think that uh, that uh, th- that's it for this episode then. I think we're I think good. We, uh, that's yeah. pretty in-depth and thorough. Yeah, so uh, send us your emails. Uh, please rate and review. And uh, we'll be we'll be back next week. Yep, with our Earl Grey. Oh, my God. What? what? I just had a realization as we ended the podcast. What? what? 
the Commodore O wearing sunglasses is proof that she's a Romulan. Why? How? Because we find out in the original series that Spock has a set of inner eyelids. And that right, all when he Vulcans, was going to be blinded, he has, right. yes, they all have that. That Romulans have that because they live on a desert planet with a gigantic sun and it's bright all the time. Mm. So for her to not be able to take a regular sunny day where the sun's not even bugging Gerardi at all right uh to have to wear sunglasses my guess is that so that is, is they're telegraphing that to us that's secret yes, yes. that right. that's my guess this is a great theory yeah Thank that's you. a really good theory i don't think we would ever see a vulcan wearing sunglasses because they wouldn't need them and why would you wear something you don't need that would not be logical that wouldn't be, it'd be illogical also, like no one's worn sunglasses in this whole show so far so i don't think I have don't, we ever seen sunglasses, sunglasses in star trek period <laughs> no i think we have just not very often uh-huh. okay I think they're usually utilitarian and goggle-like. Right, to protect from But something. not regular. Like, like no Vulcans, like, I'm head of security, so I got to look like a badass. It's logical. Here's my sunglasses. Right. No. No, I think this is absolute proof that she is a Romulan. Mm-hmm. I agree. I love I it. Agree. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Thanks. Bye.